guys. So uh, Taylor's back here. Yes, um, sir. You were not part of, unfortunately, due to traffic. You weren't able to make the Crosstown Shout show. Shout out Greater Cincinnati area. Yeah, I know. Um, but that was a lot of fun. And then uh, we had a week off last week just because we had some scheduling conflicts. But we're here. And a lot has kind of happened since we last spoke on and did a show. Yeah. Um, Injuries implode and teams imploding. <laughs> yeah. College basketball is bad basketball. It is such bad basketball. Still love it. Still love bad. it. Yes. So, um, obviously now we've since we're into the season. We've had what six teams that have been number one: Michigan, Michigan State, State, Kentucky, Duke, Duke Kansas, Louisville. now Louisville. Was there another one? I think we're, I think we're on. We're six. on six. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So um, Michigan was like close. Yeah. But obviously, once again, for the second year in a row, it seems like if you're number one in the country. No one wants it. I make the analogy of, do you remember there was that run in the UFC when the light heavyweight title when Forrest Griffin beat Rampage? Yep. And then right after that, he got beat by um Rashad Rashad Evans. Yep. Rashad Rashad whatever the hell his name was. Yeah. And then he got beat by Shogun, and then he got beat by Machida. It's like nobody wanted the belt. That's what number yep. one in the country is right now right. in college basketball. Mm-hmm. Like, and you know I thought Louisville for sure was the best team in the country. I can. And, Gun to my head, I have no idea the best team in the country. I don't think there is a best team Kansas, in the country. Kentucky. Right now, if you give me a full on conversation while you think when James Wiseman comes back, Memphis is going to win the title, I'm going to nod my head in agreement. Yeah. And yeah. it's very possible how good they are defensively. Right. I'm amazed how good they are defensively. They're, they're all over the place. I mean, that win at Tennessee, the gutsy performance, the low scoring game, showed that they could slow it down, win. Like, the big big time game and as much hatred between Penny and Rick Barnes, you know, he yeah. was glad to steal that one, so. Yeah, so that was a huge game. Um, I guess right now you really got to think Kansas is the one team that hasn't had right. a full they implosion just, yet. Yeah, because, I mean, they have the experience with... As I know they lost to Duke. Right, but, but that was early in the year with 30 turnovers. So yeah. I would, like it with Dotson and Azubuke, like, you could be in far worse situations. You can. Um, like my North Carolina Tar Heels. Let's just start there. Let's start there. Um, as of today, Cole Anthony had microscopic knee surgery um, for their implosion games against... Uh, Virginia, Ohio State, Wofford. Um, it is what it is. He's out four to six weeks. You know, if Carolina turns it around over their next seven games, they play Gonzaga, which will be a loss, I think. UCLA, which is a game they can win, but they're going to have to play really well. Yale, the game they can win. They should win, but it'll be a tough game. You get into conference play against Pitt, um, Georgia Tech. Uh, you got to – they basically got to go – say he's out eight games. They got to go five and three, four and four at worst. Yeah. Because if not, Cole's not coming back, and he shouldn't. If if you know if they're four games that are below five hundred, like he shouldn't come back. Because uh, I mean, why? Like, well, did you see who the two, who the two te- the two teams that were the closest getting in the AP poll were? No, who were they? Uh, Carolina forty one votes at twenty six, twenty seven at forty votes. Xavier. Wow. Car- yeah. Carolina isn't even close to being a top twenty five team. No, nor Xavier. The team that. The I team mean, that just played no Wake Forest, Webb, like Brandon Robinson, has been a very good role player for Carolina. But asking him to be your lead two guard is a guy that he just doesn't create his own shot. He doesn't, yeah, doesn't do one thing well. He's a good defensive player, but like Garrison Brooks and Armando Bacot have to have a more presence on the inside. And against Wofford, a team that had no height, they didn't even shit. Like you got to want the ball in the post when you have a mismatch, and they just stood there waiting for the pass. I've never seen a like I've never seen a team, a Division One team, struggle to get entry passes into the post. The grad transfers haven't lived up to any of the potential that they've had. Um, you're looking at two guys that were 20-point scorers at Charleston Southern and William and & Mary, and they, they're both not even averaging five points a game. Leaky yep. Black was also out against Wofford, another starter that were out. K.J. Smith, a preferred walk-on from Pacific, legacy recruit from Carolina, like his dad's uh, Kenny. 
Like, he's running the point. Like, we're getting Jeremiah Francis back. We're getting Anthony Harris back from injuries. Francis, first time he's played a basketball game in two years. He was a five-star point guard that had double knee surgery his junior and senior high school. Jeez. Anthony Harris, who had ACL, ACL surgery last year, was a guard. He's coming in. He's just trying to get his feet wet and get everything under him. Like, it's a fucking mess. Like, excuse the language. But, like, it's just there's a lot going on, and they yeah. don't know their roles, and it's just – the very bad time, and the ship is like they have no confidence. Justin Pierce airballed a free throw by two feet against Wofford, like came up two feet short, went to the bench and pouted. Roy benches his ass for that game. Like it, it's just a lot of like they're all thinking at once, and it's a very bad time with Gonzaga and UCLA on the schedule this week. So, yeah, I don't necessarily worry. And they're about, not beating Gonzaga with Cole anyway. So that's, right, that's yeah, I don't necessarily worry about UCLA because I don't think. Cronin really had. I mean, Cronin's really still struggling to get things going there. Yeah. I mean, they just got smacked by Notre Dame, yep. who got smacked by Boston College, and that's the most embarrassing loss in college basketball this season. Right. Uh, for finally, there are people in South Bend that are wondering if Mike Bray should be fired. I can't believe it took this long. Not that I think Mike Bray should be no, fired. No, it's just like you got to hold like, like it was a matter. Like it's gone this long. He's yeah. been the coach of Notre Dame this long, and not once that we had an article. I mean, I'm sure there's been some out there. Yeah. But now once we had this major serious article of like why should Mike why Mike Bray should lose his job. Yeah, and, like the the run with uh, Jerrion and Collington and all that was great, but like it's like yo, dude, that was four years ago, five yeah, years back ago. Yeah, back to back elite eights. Yeah. Lost to Kentucky, lost to North Carolina. Yeah. It's like okay. Yeah. Like, haven't been a tournament team since, right? Um, now with once. with the injuries with um what was it? Uh, who was out that one year? Um wasn't Fluger was out and yeah. we had like just there's been some TJ injuries. Gibbs, yeah, right. who has been really bad. Yeah, there's been injuries and stuff, but at the same time, like a program that is used to being in the tournament, used to competing, not being there is a yeah. And you know, mark. like coming out of the North Carolina game, I thought, you know, as a resident Notre Dame fan, I really thought that I was like, oh, this seems to be good. John Mooney is awesome. Yeah, and they're not very good. No, no, nope. but nobody's good. That's, nobody's that good. That is the point of this episode. Yes, like, it's just a lot of teams. Like the biggest thing for me is like. You know, there's people out there that hate NBA, and especially in this area because there's not an NBA team. It's just like watch five minutes of an NBA game, five minutes, and look at the spacing on the court. Like, yeah. the guards have room to drive. The guard, the bigs have room to pick and pop. The bigs have room to establish presence in the paint. Car- like, it, not even Carolina. Like in college basketball, the guards are running into each other. They're running into their players. Like it's, it's a mess. Um, it's just it is what it is. I think the one and dones are truly showing just like how much it hurts college basketball. So. That and I think grad transfers too, because you're seeing a lot of cases where, you know, those guys are brought on the teams to be like experienced veterans. But yep. we've named four or five already on this show today that are like they haven't been helpful. They haven't been helpful. Yeah. Um, Jason Carter is still finding his footing at Xavier. Yep. You know, um, Nate Sassina broke his hand yep. for Kentucky. And he showed promise, but he also couldn't guard me and you. Yeah. Like he was giving up. He would score 10, 15 a game, but give up 30. So, yeah, I think Joey Brunk's playing fairly decent in yep. Indiana. Right. I mean, it's. They're good and bad. Like, Cam Johnson is an anomaly. Reed yeah. Travis, anomaly. Like, they're not – they they're power five grad transfer, which don't happen a lot because the people right. who are good enough to transfer out, they go to the NBA or, you know, Cam was a, just a – Kerry Blackshear, yeah, like, the, right. you know, that was the it, one this year, and he struggled. Yeah, right. It's just it, – so living up – when you hear, like, oh, Carolina got a grad transfer, Kentucky got a grad transfer, you're in your head, you're like, it's going to be just as good as Travis or Reed Travis. It's going to be just as good as Cam Johnson. And it's not. There's a reason these kids played at Charleston Southern and William & Mary, and that's no knock at them. But at the same time, you yeah. bring them in to be high-level ACC basketball players, it doesn't work. Yeah, agreed. And I think this will be the end for the grad transfer out of Carolina. I think, like – but also, you have to take them because if you don't, you have no roster spots. Right. You're playing walk-ons, so. Yeah, and mm. – That's why you don't put all your eggs on the recruits that are unrecruitable. Yeah, and I think, too, you're certain. I mean, the big case for that right now is Georgetown, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, 
At what point is it just going to be like they just guard four people on Mac McClung and hope something else, hope someone else gets hot? Right. Because they're losing people left and right. Yep. Um, the guys that were originally in the well, we talked about this last week when uh, when Brad and I did that show. It was like where it's like the way they did that presser. They made it seem like James Akinjo was in trouble, and everyone that was like Sam Vicente, you know Jeff Goodman, uh, you know Gary Parish, they all had to be like, no, Akinjo was not had nothing to do with this. Yeah. So the way that Georgetown released the press release was already a bad start, and then you have this situation now where it's like, you know, you kick a guy off the team. And the other two are claiming their innocence and they're leaving the program. I don't know if they're going to have enough rosters, roster spots by the middle of the Big East tournament. I know. It, it's... And you and I talked about them in our Big East preview. Like, this is going to be the upset team. This is the surprise team. Yep. We didn't think it'd be Butler. We were like, oh, Butler, you know, Kamar Baldwin's fine, but. Yeah, we're still going to struggle. And it turns out we're dead ass wrong. Dead ass wrong. Guess what? Every team sucks. Yes, every That's what we team. Keep going back to. Absolutely sucks. So. Yeah. Um, I do think. There are some bright spots in this this year so oh, far. Oh yeah, there's some. Um, Liberty's super good. I don't know they, how they're not ranked. I, they might as well be. I mean, hell, everybody else is. Yeah. Four lost teams in the top twenty-five. And... Obviously, everyone loves Obi Toppin. Yeah. Um, Stud. Yeah, he's been great. He's he's total like when you watch him play, he is he. You can tell he's from New York. Oh yeah. He's a New York style player. Like trash. Gets his, yeah. Like, yeah. Get his and you know he's a, he's a great team player and everything. He's got know. a swagger that reminds me of Two Holloway. Yeah, and it's fair. like when Two Holloway walked on the court. Every time he was there, he believed he was the best player on the court, and like that's what Obi Toppin. He reminds me of like a taller, must more muscular Two Holloway. I don't know if he's gonna tell someone to zip him up or not, but you know that's my guy. Right. Um. But yeah, I really like this Liberty team. Um. I actually really like how Indiana's played so far. Yeah. I mean, they beat UConn last week. We all heard me talk how much I love the young kids at UConn, right. the James Boot Knights and the Akuka Cooks. Yeah. Um. Who I realized, and I didn't realize until Charleston, I was saying his name wrong forever. But, you know, it happens. It happens, right. Yeah. My apologies. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, it's not like, yeah, there are, it seems like there's a ton of bad teams. And, like, literally right now, you can give me a case for probably 16 or 17 teams. Like, this is why I think XYZ can win the title. And I'm not going to have an argument against yeah. them. So if you come to me right now, Taylor, and you're like, look. Here's why I think Oregon can win the title. They have this guy. They have this guy. You know, they have this veteran leadership, this great coach. I'm going to go, Yeah. okay, sure. Yeah, I saw them play in Atlantis. Yeah. I thought they looked fine. Um, you know, if you're like, hey, Auburn's undefeated. They still shoot the way they did last year. Some of those guys came back. Bruce Pearl's having his best team. And you're like, "Yeah." case in point. Yeah. Okay, sure. If you're like, Michigan State, I'm kidding. No, there's no chance in hell they win a title. Right. But, you know, Arizona, those guards. I know they just lost recently, yeah. but I like that team a lot. Butler. I mean, Gonzaga's my pick to win the national title. I think so, too. Like, they're very good. They're and very it pains me to say that. Yeah. I mean, you're going to look for a routing tomorrow night on ESPN, 9 o'clock, Gonzaga, Carolina. Yeah. It will not be close. It'll be a 25-point game. You and I will be working games tomorrow. I'm, I, I When I, you know, when we discussed working in the Carolina, like the UC-Tennessee game, you know, in my head, I was like, damn, it's going to suck. I'll record it. I'll watch it. At, like, I'll get home and watch the first half. Like, I will not watch the second of that game anymore. I'll watch a condensed version of it or I'll watch, like, the re- like I'll yeah. record and watch it. But, like, you know, the best thing that can happen is I leave the arena tomorrow and I check my phone and it's halftime and it's a close game. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm fully expecting a 25-point beatdown. It's going to be terrible. It's going to be tough. The 2017 revenge game. That's what they're going to call it, the title game revenge. So Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. Because I firmly believe at Xavier B. Gonzaga that we'd be talking about a national championship game. Yeah. North Carolina would beat Xavier pretty yeah. bad. But the way they were shooting in that tournament, they were oh, yeah. they were awesome. Oh yeah. It'd have been a great They game. were an eleven seed that was like just killing everybody. Oh, yeah. 
it's the year of my favorite game of all time, as I've mentioned many of times, beating Sean Miller. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I don't know if they necessarily would have won. I can't remember who they would have played in the Final Four. They probably would not have gotten through that. They played but. South Carolina. They could have. Yeah, you have Trayvon Blewett in that game against... um, Yeah, that'd be a fun-ass game. Carolina wasn't losing that year. No, they were not. Barry, Pinson, Jackson, Meeks, No, especially after the year before with the way Chris Jenkins hits the shot. Like, it was just... It was their year. Brutal. Which, by the way, since this is probably our last real show of the decade... Yeah. That's got to be the shot of the decade, right? I know it's painful for you, but Chris Jenkins hitting that buzzer beater to win the title has to be the shot of the decade. Yeah. I mean, the only reason it doesn't hurt as much is because we won it the next year. Yeah. I'm, I'm dead serious. Like, and Luke may hit the shot against Kentucky. Yeah, that's another one. I mean, the reason Jenkins is number one is because it was in the national title game. You right. pick a bigger game to do that. Uh, Luke May's a big shot. Uh, I mean, there was, there's been a bunch. I didn't even think about that, like this being our last show of the of 2019. 20, yeah. Well, I guess we'll have the board episode next week. Yeah. But <clears throat> just like looking back now, like all these all these memories. This was like a fun decade I mean, think about basketball. 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Um, Calipari just gets to Kentucky. Yeah, 2009. Like, John Wall's there, and we're like, oh, okay, they're going. 2009 to North Carolina basketball team would beat any team in the country by 30 points. Yeah, I agree. 30 points. Yeah. 2012 Kentucky team, any team by 30 points. Like, Dude. name them. <laughs> yeah. Name the. I would not like Lawson, Welling, Ellington, Green, Hansborough, Thompson. Pick your five. Pick your five college basketball players right now. And we'll beat them. Yeah. Like it it just shows the the that the drop Kentucky off. team especially. Yes. My god. Yeah. I Anthony mean, Davis might score 30 and have 18 in that game. And by halftime. And yeah. Like, Who we play next? <laughs> yeah. Right. So um okay, that's kind of reminds me. I want to talk about Miles Powell real quick yeah. cuz that's just awful. Yeah, another player that's I mean Cole Anthony Miles Powell, two must see players are both out indefinitely. Cole's out 4 to 6 weeks, I'll say five, four and a half weeks. And then Miles Powell, who has that terrible that quote that yeah. he's like, why are we practicing at Rutgers? Like, yeah, so they were playing Rutgers, yep. which I didn't realize and that. Lost. And they lost. Um, Seton Hall's lost a couple games this year they shouldn't have lost. I know. They blew um, the game against Oregon and the Bolanas. They did. Play. Yeah. And, you know, so Miles Powell, apparently, he gets, like, he gets, he wakes up from the concussion or, like, he goes through protocol. And he asked Kevin Willard, he said, Coach, why are we practicing at Rutgers when they were playing Rutgers in a game? Yeah. By the way, they should not not lose the Rutgers nope. ever. Nope. Even if Miles Powell's hurt. Yep. But um, hopefully he's not out too long. Um, hopefully questions are crazy, man. You yeah. Don't, like, it's just hard to you don't know. Like it's, yeah, like, I mean, like we, you know the Bengals we talked about. It was Cordy Glenn this year yep. that concussion. He was like, they're not forcing me back. Yep. I'm going to take my time. Yeah. And I know it's totally a different scenario, football to basketball. But yeah, like. You gotta take care of your guys, and you gotta take care of your head. And I mean, you might think you're fine, and then uh, you know you practice the next day, and you're like, I can't fucking run. Like, yeah. it's like Jesus, like so it's a mess. It is tough. Um, all right, so we got our first net ranking release, <sighs> and everyone's mad about it because they should. Once again, Ohio State for the second year in a row opens the net as number one. I'm fine with that. I mean, they're really good this year. Yeah, San Diego State was three. They're okay. pretty damn good this yeah. year. Um, but it gets goofy. Stanford. Yeah. Dayton should be up there for sure. I mean, it's great to look into like analytics and stuff like that, but it's so damn early, and just it, and the net's been what it was. Like it, nobody really takes it, we'll say, too serious. Well, to- the thing is, like the 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 rules don't necessarily make sense about like what's quadrant one, what's quadrant two, what's quadrant three, yep. especially because it's like it's not kept track of all year. They delayed it this year yeah. to get it right. Yeah, and it's still and it still is like wonky. So, for example. You know, I'll just use it because it's one of the teams we cover. Xavier's 71. They have three wins against power conference teams this year. They have, they do have a bad loss against Wake Forest. 
and what it was on the road. And they do have the loss against Florida in a neutral site, which they're not getting really punished for. And I get, like, Missouri is not awesome. I get Connecticut's their yep. best win right now. Cincinnati is probably their second best win right now. Yep. I don't know. I might take Missouri over Cincinnati right now. We'll get to that. Yep. Um, but overall, like, that's that's kind of, like, wonky. And like, so Travis Steele's, like, going to going to hell and back about it. He said he stayed up till 4 a.m. trying to figure out the calculations. If you know Travis, that is 100% a fact. <laughs> um, for the love of God, the guy just paid a $1,000 bar tab. Yeah, at awesome. Dana's. If anyone knows, Dana's beers are like two dollars, so he's probably still paying a tab. Yep. Kentucky at fifty-eight. Like, Ooh. look, you and I, we're pretty open about our feelings about Kentucky, but that's ridiculous. Yeah, you can't. I can't name. They're ten. behind New Mexico, yeah. Creighton, Seton Hall, Utah, Marquette, VCU. They play Utah tonight at eleven o'clock. At really? Yeah, they're at Utah. Huh. So eleven o'clock tonight at Utah. Yeah, because it's like nine o'clock there. Oh yeah, because they're out in Vegas. Because that's why Carolina's playing Gonzaga today. They're, they're out in Vegas um, Saturday. So yeah. So I don't know, man. But it's look. I am all for a ranking system of like determining by win. Because I thought RPI was a mess, but this still feels like it's an RPI mess. Yeah. Well, like I said, that's why I don't really like. I I just don't dive too into. It. If I did dive into it, I would be pages on pages on pages into it and then i get so mad and it's just like i'm just not gonna look at it like i look at it look like laugh and i'm like all right like i'll worry about it like you know the closer we get to the tournament so yeah agreed i just think that overall it's just kind of like never gonna be figured out oh yeah it's <laughs> just let, the eye test is the best way like who's good like watching them play like you know what i mean you can it's stanford a tur- like stanford's a top 10 net team but they might not even make the tournament so yeah kind of exactly it tells you everything you need to know kentucky so. is ranked sixth in the country they're 58th in the net all right so, so I don't know. I do like Butler at four. I like this Butler team. They're pretty. I mean, they're really good. Saturday is that um the uh, Crossroads Invitational, yep. where Notre Dame plays Indiana, which actually I really like that game. Yeah. And then Butler's playing Purdue. So that uh, it's at uh, Banker's Life. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, Kentucky Ohio State's this weekend. Yeah. That's a really good game. Oh my God! Yes. Yeah, I'm excited for that game. I think Ohio State will win, but nah. You think this is the big Kentucky win? I just think their their guards are better. So they'll go. And Washington's out. The I mean, he's not out, but he's out for the the game tonight. Ohio State plays, but he's. I mean, he's shooting over fifty percent on three from the year, and you know he's banged up right now. He's out tonight, but I think they're just holding him out for the Kentucky game. But yeah, they also. Caleb Wesson, EJ Montgomery, Caleb Wesson, Nick Richards will be a good matchup. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I could see Ohio State winning. I just think this is a game Kentucky. I get it. Yeah, I think. I don't know, because I know, like, right now there's a lot of talk about Khalil Whitney. We're kind yeah. of finally taking that step, and he's been really good for, like, the past few weeks. So it's like, is this that moment for him where he has this, like, Kentucky moment? Because Tyrese Maxey already had his. Yep. By the way, I know we're getting into this in our next episode. Uh, Sam Vicente put up from the from the Athletic put up his board. Yep. I think I sent it to you. Mm-hmm. And he had Tyrese Maxey as the number five prospect in this draft. Okay. Yeah. I like him. I sent it to my friends that are scouts, and I was like, what yeah. do you guys think of this? And they all laughed. Yeah. I mean, I like him, but... I do, too. He's first-round pick, lottery pick, maybe. Yeah, for sure. I'll, yeah, take, yeah, I'll, I'll give lottery, lottery pick. Yeah. yeah. But, but this draft, especially guard-wise, this yeah. draft is so good guard-wise. Yep. Um, I've talked to some scouts, and they're like, look, this might be the best draft guard-wise in a long time. Yeah. And you kind of think about it, like, yeah, LaMelo, RJ, you know, Cole. Cole you know, Maxi. I think, is yeah. in that conversation. Yep. Nico... Uh, which I know we're again we'll get to, yep. but yeah, you know who's number one hundred? Andrew Nimhard. Wow. Yeah. Scouts do not like Andrew Nimhard. Wow. Huh. I liked him a yeah, lot when I, I watched like, him play. 
I was, yeah. I mean, I was right there. I was courtside. I did like Keontae Johnson better. Yeah, he's a freak. Yeah, he's, he's crazy board. athletic. So, yeah, it was the only guy they really had athletic. His draft stock's tanking. Jaron Cumberland. Yes. It's like plummeting. It's gone. Yeah. So we get into that now. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so for those who follow the website, those who follow us overall, know that we here at Forty Eight Minutes we're credentialed to cover our local schools, um, Northern Kentucky, Xavier, and University of Cincinnati. So, around the town, there's been a lot of discussions about Jaron Cumberland and new Cincinnati head coach John Brandon, a buddy of mine, um, and they don't see eye to eye. And it's not like it's a secret. Yeah. Um, and the crosstown, you could kind of definitely like see it was kind of coming in blows, like yeah. how much it was affecting the team. Um, so, this past week, um, I wrote an article about just this weird, I put the timeline together, this weird year Jaron Cumberland's had. So, for those who don't know, Jaron Cumberland is the returning American Athletic Conference Player of the Year. Preseason. Preseason Player of the Year. Was he second to Wiseman? Mm. No, he was Player of the Year, Wiseman was Freshman of the Year. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, came back for his senior year after testing the NBA watch because they told him that they would just want him to shoot a little bit more consistent. Yep. Because he's shot. I mean, he's always been a really good shooter. Yep. He's got a weird delivery, but works. Um, and then we started hearing through the summer they were having problems. They bring in Jaron's cousin, cousin Javen Cumberland, to be on the team for his last year as a grad transfer. And I he's guess played pretty well. He's like, played really well. Yeah. Um, and then you know the Alabama A&M game is the third regular season game of the year. Jaron's out because of a coach's decision. That's all John would tell anybody. He wouldn't tell us what it was. We later find out it was practice issues, uh, which I could have told you that. Yeah. Um, and then he has an injury in the Paradise Jam. They lose the game, the, the second round game, and he asks to go back in the game in overtime. They don't let him in until there's like a minute to go in overtime. It's like, what is going on there? Yeah. He's their best player. And then we get to Crosstown, and he is atrocious. He is so bad in that game. Najee Marshall on offense and defense runs circles around him. And then there's this last game against Colgate. Now, first off, we're not going to discredit Colgate. They're, they're a tournament team. They're going to win the Patriot. Um, if you watch my minute recap video, I talk about this. So they give up the tying rebound and shot with like seven seconds to go. Jaron Cumberland gets the ball inbounded and with 4.6 seconds on the clock, throws the ball up off the backboard. Doesn't even hit the rim. It, it didn't even look like a, a shot, like a, a half-court shot attempt. It looked like he just threw the ball in the air. Yeah. Like, and then Javen Cumberland gets called for a foul. Which was bullshit. That was, that was a foul. terrible call. Yeah. Especially in that circumstance. Yeah. And that was the one thing Brandon said I totally agreed with. Um, is like, you can't call that in that circumstance. Yeah, they're going for the ball, and he flopped. Kid threw his head back. Yeah. Like, it, was, it was a pretty bad call. And, but. you know, Colgate hits the first free throw. They intentionally miss the second to run the clock out. So, even deeper than what I put into that article, Taylor, um, Cumberland's points per game is down five points from last year. Oof. His three-point shooting is down 10%. His field goal percentage is down, I think, 6%. So, I understand part of its injury, but this is a guy that is really, really hurting himself. Yeah, and it, I get it with you know people saying it's a, it's a new system, it's a new this and that, but like... The he's system's going built a, for Jaron Cumberland. Exactly. He's going from a system with Mick Cronin where the offense isn't really up and running and running and gunning and shooting a lot to John Brandon where he likes to spread the floor, let his guards attack off the dribble or, you know... He's running him at the drive, point. Exactly. Drive and penetrate and, you know, something Jaron should thrive in and he's just not. And it's one of those, like, you don't know if he's bought in all the way. And like, like you said, the injury plays a factor into that too, so... A bad, I mean, bad games happen, and like a mental lapse does happen. But it, he picks a very bad time to have a mental lapse when he's having a rough year. So, well, the thing is, you know, they go, 
John said he didn't remember the score, and it's like, you guys have that new giant jumbotron yeah. where you can just look up. Yep. On the sidelines is the scores. It's behind the baskets. On both baskets, it's like, there's no way. Unacceptable. I will, like, it's just, I will it never is. buy that. I yeah. mean, I know, like, like it's J.R. Smith. It's yeah. literally the, the NCAA version of J.R. Smith. Yeah. I was literally waiting for Trey Scott to do the LeBron arms thing. Yeah. Like, I was just like, what the hell's going on? Um, we all go into the media room afterwards, and it's just quiet. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's you saw something that just, you lost the game completely when you had the, like, nobody thought, like, okay, Colgate scores, great, you're going to overtime at worst. Yeah. That should be your thought process. Exactly. The thing is, too, like, Cincinnati, I mean, they've won some games this year. But they've blown so many leads like yep. that. So they were up seven with two minutes to go in that game and lost. Yeah. UNLV last week, I mean, a couple weeks ago, they were up 10 and blew it and went to overtime and won. Um, you know, Crosstown, they didn't have a chance. They yep. were competitive for about the first 15 minutes. Yeah. And then Xavier just the got The hardest part is that, you know, Colgate, you know, John or John Rothstein says, like, buy game. You know, and it's, it's kind of it's a buy game. It's a good team to test you for the see where you're at. Yeah. So you should win that at home. Yeah, then, then you play Tennessee tomorrow night, mm-hmm. like, okay, or, you know, Wednesday night, whenever you're listening to this, the game could have already happened, and then, you know, you play yeah. Iowa Saturday. Like, in Chicago, okay, on a neutral court. That, like, all right, like... And then you open conference play at yeah. home against UConn. Yeah. So these next three games, like, with everything that's going on with that program, you're looking at six and seven right now. Yeah. And that's not... Nope. That's not why John Brandon came to Cincinnati. Trust yeah. me, that's not why John Brandon came to Cincinnati. And then look. Yeah. We get it. Justin Jennifer, who was a huge part of that program, is gone. Yep. Nicier Brooks transferred. Cam Broom, yeah. gone. Logan Johnson, gone. But John brought in some good players. Yeah, Javen's been good. Harvey. What's up with him? I don't think he's picking it up yet. Yeah. But, like, Mike Adams-Woods is, like, yeah. one of the most fun freshman guards that, yeah. I've seen since then in a long Williams time. Is playing well. Like, yeah. Keith Williams has been their best player. I keep going back to this. And this is no dig on Keith Williams because I think he's played very well this year. He can't be your best part of high-level Division One program. No. You, you, you can't. Well, I, agree. I mean, yeah, he, he's a good number two, number three, like a great yeah. piece to throw in there. And then he's their spark guy. Yeah. He's their energy. I think I think Harvey struggles show sometimes like why reclassification always isn't the best option. Like, yeah. Giving up a year of development, I a mean, year for, of strength, a year of like to. For every Marvin Bagley, yeah, you know, there to is. To go and do that. Like, yeah. You know, like Marvin Bagley's an anomaly. Like, exactly. He, he reclassifies, he doesn't. He, he's the same player. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it shows Joey Baker last year, like, who's having a decent year at Duke this Finally. year. But. I mean, they're not ready for it. Like a year of developing is huge, especially with the trainers and all the stuff you can like weightlifting and stuff. Like these kids can get like, in game shape by the time they step on college campus because it is a culture shock. Like, and I think Harvey's a perfect example of that. So yeah, and the, the, look, I love that kid. I want him to do really yeah. well. But he didn't even play in the crosstown. Yeah, he didn't see the court. That's crazy. He got a she was fifteen chant by the Xavier student section. He got his what? She was fifteen chant uh, by the yeah. Xavier student section. Yikes! I knew that was going to come up at some point. Yeah. Um, but man, you could just tell, like, I really want Jaron to figure this out. Yep. Um, and he still can. Like, I mean, yeah, I do. We don't even know if tomorrow night, like they have a good a bounce back win tomorrow night against a good Tennessee they're, team at home. The game's sold out. Yeah. It's a blackout. Yep. So like the crowd's going to be into it. Yep. I think the girl with this black jerseys finally, they're so fire. Yeah. Those are sick. Uh, yeah. And like, even though they're Under Armour, um, and it's also a chance to spoil Rick Barnes getting a 700 square win. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you have a chance now to really step up. Look, we're not coming on here and doing this show and telling you, like, Cincinnati was going to be some surprise team that was going to make this crazy yeah. run in the NCAA tournament, but I expect them to be a lot better than this. Yeah. I, I mean, tournament, where they should they make a tournament? Yeah, they still can. Yeah. It's, I, as bad as college basketball is this year, there's going to be teams that get the tournament around. But it's but. like I told you earlier in the year, man. It's like, I just never look at them and think, 
they could upset somebody on their best day. No. Nope. Like, do I don't think they're one against Tennessee tomorrow. I don't think they're beating Iowa. I don't, they might get one of the two games against Memphis. Probably not, because Wiseman will be back for both games. Yep. So it's like, I don't know, man. I think it's going to be a tough year. Um, it does kind of feel like a team kind of divided-ish. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if you go to those games uh, and you cover the games, Trevor Moore just left, yep. which Trevor Moore wasn't, like, this big-time star for them, but it was a body. So now you kind of have to throw Zach Harvey in the rotation because you don't really have anyone else. Jeremiah Davenport, maybe. But I, if I'm a Bearcat fan, I'm very concerned about the rest of this year. Yep. And I'm hoping to God they can get some guys to come back in next year. Yep. Yeah, because I think Keith Williams is coming up on his senior year. Yep. So, yeah. The good news is they got time to figure it out. Yes. Like, and the Americans not exactly the ACC beaters, right? or the Big East. Yeah, you can string the win, some wins together against like East Carolina and mm-hmm. Tulane and other schools. To, you better. Yeah. You well, better. Yeah, right. Yeah, because yeah, Wichita, UConn, Memphis, Houston, pretty good teams. Like, yeah. So. I mean, especially Wichita and Memphis. Like, yep. those teams are great. I wonder if Trevor Moore is going to go to Houston because he's from there. I don't think he's that good. Of, I don't think he's a high division one player. Yeah, he's probably not. No. No. Plus, yeah. that Achilles injury didn't help him. Yeah, he had like an LIU Brooklyn offer and a couple other offers that really weren't screaming. You know? Yeah. Um, before we wrap this up, let's give some time to shout out your boy, Sean McNeil. Yeah. West Virginia. Yeah. Nine and one right now. Yeah. Um, the one loss to St. John's, a game they should have won. And he hit the game time three. At the Garden. Yeah. At the Garden. Hey, I'm hyped for him. I yeah. Mean, they beat uh, a, I mean, they beat a really good Northern Iowa team. You know, beginning of the year, Huggins played 13 players in the first, like, seven or eight games. and Or, you know, five or six games, sorry. And, you know, Sean's minutes weren't as high as they, they were. But now he's starting to kind of define himself as, you know, sixth, seventh man. He's coming in, hitting shots, playing really good defense. Do you see his chase down block? Yeah. Down? Like, Huge. I mean, he's a, a sophomore on the court. I mean, I think he's only going to get better. He's a volume shooter. Like, when he gets hot. So, he like, can play three years there? Mm-hmm. Well, he can play uh, – he's a sophomore. Yeah, he can play three years and he can do a grad transfer too. So, Holy crap. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, he's he's a volume shooter. When he gets going, he's tough to slow down. Um, does a lot of good things. He's a good passer. Very he had good a defender. ton of D1 offers. Yep. I mean, he's uh, – He could have gone to Dayton. Yeah. Right now, if you have him on that team, yeah. I mean, you know, we talked a ton about like, you know, Xavier was a huge like a huge interest for him, and right. it just never worked out. And yeah, I mean, it's it's I'm very happy for him. I love watching West Virginia. I've always liked West Virginia too. Like, I've liked Huggins. I think he's a good guy. I think he gets kind of a bad rap, but ever since su- they beat Kentucky in 2010, yeah, very successful coach. I mean, he's and he's a, I think he's good to his players from everything I've heard. Yeah, um, they're fun to watch. They have some athletes like uh, Emmett Williams is really good. Like. Jordan McCabe's fun to watch. Miles McBride? Yeah, Miles McBride's really Another good Another local kid? Yeah. Uh, what's the name? Um, God, they're center. He's, uh, I met Miles McBride's dad the other day. Did I tell you that? No, that's interesting. Yeah, so he played at Xavier. Okay. I didn't realize this. Yeah. And it was the game before Crosstown. They were playing Green Bay. I was like in the media section. He was in the booth. He was in the um, the VIP area right next to me. He leans over and he goes, hey, can I have your uh, pregame notes? And I was like, Sure. sure. He's like, because there was a kid on Green Bay that's from Cincinnati. He's okay. like, he played with my son Miles at wherever he went to high school. And I was like, like Princeton? Yeah, I was like, wait, Miles McBride's your kid? He's like, yeah, I played at Xavier. I played with Byron Larkin. And I'm like, oh. Okay, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that was neat. Um, yeah, man, I like this West Virginia team Oscar, a lot. Uh, Shebe, he's the big McDonald's All-American center they had. He's been dominant. I, I think West Virginia's a really good player in the Big 12. Like They very well could be the second best team in the Big 12 this year. Texas Tech's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Jamarius Ramsey's really good. Kansas is really good. Oklahoma State's surprising to people. Like, 
It's a weird year in college basketball. It's such a weird year. Yeah. Just, when Northern Iowa's in the top 25 and they're really good, it's not like it's a fluke. And, and West Virginia beat them. Yeah. And the, um, God, I think it was like the Cancun Classic or something. Something like that, yeah. Yep. Yeah, you know, Michigan State already has three losses. Carolina has four. Yeah. Now, a little bit different. Now, they lose to West... They obviously got... Armando Baycott gets Rose's ankle in the first three minutes against Ohio State. We get both raced by 25. Virginia game was always ugly. You know, it wasn't going to be a win. We always lose at Virginia. Um, the Watford game's laughable. You shouldn't lose that game at home. Why do you have two conference games already? Yeah. It's so dumb. ACC sucks. Yeah. Big 10, too. ACC Network. Indiana's already played two Big ACC 10 games. ACC Network, Big 10 Network. Like, it's just stupid. It's yeah. Money grabs, and they're stupid. But, yeah, it's a weird year. Like, we keep saying, no team's really good. Um, but, obviously, that's why they play till March. So why don't we'll you guys tell us who you think wins the national title right. this year? Because we yeah. don't know. No, I mean, yeah, right. I'm with you. Yeah, so, all right, we're going to wrap this up, this week's edition of At-Large Bid, uh, our 48 Minutes Network College Basketball Podcast. So next week, while you guys are enjoying your Christmas, we will be too. Uh, we'll have three episodes again, so we'll have the list on Shot Callers, our all-time pacers. Um, we have a hoop cinema on 48 Minutes where Sean and I talk Celtic Pride. Have you seen that movie? No. Don't. That bad? It's terrible. Okay. And then Taylor and I will have our updated big board. Um, so we'll take, hopefully take that through New Year's. Um, yes, in case you're wondering, Obi Toppin is on my board now. Spoiler yes. alert. Right. So um, without further ado, though, we're going to wrap up. Everyone, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for helping us out with everything, yep. uh, whether it's my ministry recap videos after games. Reading um, the articles, listen to the podcast, whatever you guys can do to help. Appreciate yeah. it. Happy holidays and whatnot. So. Follow us tomorrow. Taylor will be covering his first major Division One game. Yeah. Uh, to UC, Tennessee. And then I'll be at Xavier, Western Carolina. Have a good one, everybody.